Let me know when. All right, well, uh, we'll start with Jim McBride, followed by Phil Perry. Uh, good morning, Joe. Hey, Jim, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good. Uh, wanted to ask you about Mac and just how you thought he bounced back from some adverse early adversity, you know, with the interception and then the strip sack and, uh, you know, just how he came out and made some plays after that, just his bounce back ability. Yeah, I think he definitely competed throughout the entire game. You know, I saw a lot of poise, a lot of situations from Mac. You know, there was a large focus, obviously, and, you know, getting down there and trying to start fast and come on out. But we moved the ball down the field well, obviously, drive didn't end the way we wanted to. Um, that's never on one player. You know, everything's cluckily is all the coaches and players together. So, you know, I like the way he fought throughout the game. There's a lot of things Mac does that you know, really kind of goes above what, you know, you'd see a normal quarterback doing, doing a good job sealing off blocks on the backside and competing, staying in the pocket against a very aggressive, very tough rush. You know, took some shots, got back up, kept on fighting, and, you know, does that consistently through practice and the games for us. Thanks, Joe. Right. Next question, Phil Perry, followed by Bob Sosi. Hey, Joe, how are you? Good, Phil. What's going on, man? Not much. I actually wanted to ask you about some of those blocks that, that Mac was throwing. Is, is, that, um, is that something he takes upon himself to do? Is that something that you guys actually will coach because, you know, you, you know a team is, is may, maybe kind of aggressive from the backside or something? What, what kind of goes into that? It's just something that I saw on Sunday that I don't know how often you, you know, we've seen that in the past. That's all. Well, I'd say Max is kind of whatever it takes type of guy. I'm not going to really speak for him. I just know that, you know, he knows the blitz are coming off the weak side. and He did what he thought he had to do to go ahead and give us a chance to get the play going. So, you know, that's just kind of the way he is in terms of doing whatever the team needs. And I, I just had a sort of a quick, um, I guess, sort of like a, co I don't know if you call it a coaching mechanic kind of question, but, uh, you know, we saw you sitting next to Mac in between series there. I'm just curious what what you guys are are going over, uh, Joe. You know, obviously we're used to seeing Josh in that situation. He obviously was the, was the play caller. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a variety of different things that that he would talk to quarterbacks about. But I'm just curious when you're in that role, what gets discussed there? Yeah, I think with any player and any coach positionally throughout a game, what you're doing is you're going over the pictures from those tablets, and you're talking about the last series, everything from protection identifications to reads to what you're seeing from their tendencies and defense. You know, getting his feelings on what he's seeing, what he likes, maybe something to come to next. You're communicating with all the coaches on the staff. And, you know, we're on the headsets. Everyone's flipping through pictures at the same time. And they may be asking you a question, hey, what happened on this play? And you're getting the answers, making sure we're all straightened out. It's not about just rehashing what happened, but anticipating what's going to happen next. So, again, you know, if you look at what you showed up in that course of actions, how did you handle it? How are they going to adjust on the other sidelines? And how are you going to anticipate what's going to come up next time? Great. Thanks, Joe. No problem. Okay. Next question, Bob Sosi, followed by Chris Ryan. All right, thanks, Stace. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Bob, what's going on, man? Hey, um, I'm ask a question about Brian Hoyer and, and his role uh, during yeah. the game. You know, on the sideline as a confidant for Mac, but also as somebody you can talk to and, and kind of get his impressions of what, what he's seeing out of the field. How often does he have input during the course of, of a game for you? Yeah, well, just piggyback on what I just answered with Phil. I mean, when we talk, it's not just me and Mac talking. It's I'm talking to all the quarterbacks. You know, obviously, even Zappy's down there. We're kind of talking through the entire situation, and we're talking with the other coaches as well. You know, Brian's out there. He's definitely not blind. He has a lot of experience, so he's observing things as well. He's, you know, communicating what he's seeing. You know, he's lending some, you know, maybe insider ideas or pickups that he has as well. And then, 
the other thing too is, you know, he'll have questions as well. Hey, with this look here, how do we want to handle this? So it's good. You know, you want to communicate his entire position group, you know, like with quarterback, obviously it's unique. There's one guy out there, but whether it's running back tight ends, receivers, the coaches are talking to all those players at the same time as well and make sure everyone's on the same page. And, and as you go into the game against Pittsburgh, a team that Brian's seen a lot of through the years with a number of teams, does it help to have someone with his experience also to have that input because he has probably a pretty good idea of the way the Steelers uh, are, are going to try to play? Well, I think just Brian having a lot of experience in the league helps. Yeah. I don't know if it's specifically any one team. He's obviously played against Pittsburgh a number of times for his career, you know, here and other places as well. I think, you know, one thing with Pittsburgh, you know, no team's ever the same year to year. You know, there's adjustments schematically. There's differences in the personnel and some of the coaching staff. So some of the influences that may be going through that coaching staff right now, what's showing up on tape, that's something that we have to be aware of, you know. So in terms of just being together all week, going through tape, talking through the game plan, working on adjustments from practice, that's really where the insight really comes invaluable, having guys with different levels of experience. And, and for me as a coach, it's always very valuable hearing the player's perspective. I think it's key to understand how they're seeing it through their lens because the truth is it only matters what they see. It doesn't matter what you know. It's what you can convey to them, what they can go out there and execute. Thanks, Joe. No problem. And Matt Patricia is standing by, so we're going to just limit to uh, one question per person. We're going to try to take the last uh, three here. Chris Ryan, Mark Daniels, and Ian Steele. Thanks, Stacey. Um, Joe, when you know a quarterback has a receiver that they feel really comfortable with, how do you – kind of coach the the quarterback on his reads you know there's the comfort but there's also maybe you know double coverage in an instance and kind of balancing those those two things well the reads all tie in with each play based on you know what you're expecting coverage wise the quarterback has an idea of where he has to start with his progression based on the coverage and then where he goes and where his outlet is in terms of any single player you know that's got to kind of fall within you know what comes our way we can't force it so you know, there's going to be times you'll see guys make great throws, maybe, you know, into double coverage or contested plays where guys are just going to make football plays and go up there and get it. In terms of the progressions, we don't ever start out a progression with in terms of this is your favorite guy. Look for him first. You know, it goes more into here's the play. Here's the setup. Here's what they play defensively. Here's what we can anticipate in these situations. So when the ball turns over, you know, where are your eyes going? And things happen very fast. So the quarterbacks really have to be trained with their eyes in terms of, what are they seeing from the safeties, you know, the defensive backs? And then where does that take them to go left, right? Does it go high to low? You know, each play has its own, you know, combination, which you're trying to work. But the understanding of the play is really what has to tie into it. You know, I'd say for most quarterbacks, the favorite receiver is the open guy. You know, I'd say one thing about, you know, working with Mac and these guys here, Brian and Zap, you know, I haven't really seen too much favoritism in practice. They rip it to everybody. They spread it around. You know, they, they give everybody a chance to make plays and all of our guys step up and they do. Thanks. Two final questions, Mark Daniels and Ian Steele. Hey, Joe. Um, I think, you know, in the NFL in general, you have to be tough mentally, physically, and Max certainly displayed some of that the other day. He gets hurt, he plays the last two series out. You know, over the course of this year, what did you learn from Mac in terms of, you know, how mentally tough he is as a player? Well, I've said this before, you know, the statement I think I've made is something along the lines of you can't fast forward a relationship, so you're always continuously learning who you're working with, and, you know, you really start to learn about people as the games start. You know, practice is one thing. You learn a lot about people's work ethic and commitment. And as the games get going, you learn a lot about people in the heat of battle. And uh, the one thing I was very impressed with, Mac, you know, last week was just his competitive drive. And you, you mentioned the toughness. And to me, physical and mental toughness have to go hand in hand. You can't just be one or the other in this league. And especially playing the quarterback position, you've got to be able to stand up to a lot of adversity on and off the field and a lot of noise and a lot of, you know, friction coming at you within the actual play. So 
that's one thing he's done a good job of, you know, I'm, you know, really pleased with how he's progressed that. And he's done a good job setting the tone for the rest of the team in terms of, you know, how we expect to play and compete through adversity. And last question, Ian Steele. Hey, Joe. Um, looking back on the two turnovers that Mac had, the strip sack and the interception uh, in the end zone there, how do you coach those up? Because, you know, one, he gets blindsided, and the other one's a 50-50 ball with potential pass interference. How are you going back and looking at those with him? Well, it's like any other play that you watch on the tape. You go back and you start, you know, pre-snap of what the play was, what you're seeing, and just go through our progression of, you know, setting the protection where our eyes go within the progression, everything happens after that. In terms of going back and just talking about, you know, ball security, that's something as a team we work at, you know, at all positions every day. That's a key focus for us every week. You know, in terms of going back and dwelling on what happened in the Miami game, you know, look, we put that to bed yesterday as a team. We watched the tape. We made corrections. You know, we took feedback from the players as coaches. And uh, right now we're getting prepared for Pittsburgh. And uh, that's enough for us to, you know, be concerned with today. Miami's done. We've got to take the lessons we learned and then push it forward going, you know, to Pittsburgh. Thank you, Joe. Matt Patricia is next. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.